Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold! Coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Pickleloaf and Dr. Zong! This week we're bringing you action horror part two, our Halloween extravaganza. This, this time we're doing some uh, day-walking vampires, or half-vampires, if you will. Yeah. Uh, we're covering Blood Rain, Third Reich, <laughs> <laughs> and Blade from 1998, starring Mr. Wesley Snipes. Ooh, motherfucker. Sam, uh, how are you, hey. sir? I'm in. I'm a fucking complete and total wreck. Uh oh. What's going on? Hip, my spot, my back, my neck, my shoulder, and on top of that, my stomach hurts. So what happened? It's a happy joy. joy. I don't know. Did I'm just a yourself? fucking mess. It doesn't matter. Let's. I'm a. I'm a trooper. I'm a pro. You're a pro. Going through. Pro trooper. It. Powering through. A starship trooper, if you will. All right. So. Uh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> if you yeah. will. Yeah, so my uh, my illness from last week has carried over, and now um, I'm risking losing my voice entirely. I am feeling a bit better. Uh, I thought I was getting better for my birthday on Sunday, but um, little did I know on Monday I would just fucking explode again. <sighs> so what can you do? So called out of work uh, yesterday. I'm off work today, so I've got a couple days to rest. I've been watching a lot of shitty movies on a 13-inch tube TV, daddy. Good stuff. Did you get a flu shot? I didn't get a flu shot. Are I don't you think taking your multivitamin? I am doing that. I don't, I don't think this is the flu. I don't know what this was, but it wasn't good. So I, I sound like, I, I really sound bad right now, though. So. <clears throat> well, what have you been watching in the last, what, how long have we been gone? Two days? Couple days. See, yeah, me. What have you been watching this week? Oh, my gosh. I watched a few things. Um, I watched a documentary. It was called The Captains. With uh, it was written and directed by uh, William Shatner. That was a really funny picture um, posted of him. Pretty good. It's everyone laughing. um, The other captains from the uh, Star Trek uh, franchise, franchise together to um, uh, you know he talks to him. It's it's done very well. It's uh, it has a few funny moments in it, but most of mostly it's uh, you know it's kind of a serious look at some. you know, actors and uh, how they got where they are and what they do. And watching Shatner walk around uh, Star Trek conventions, uh, and nobody knows, you know, that they're just like oblivious until, you know, he either walks by or makes himself known is pretty funny. 
Oh, um, the next thing I watched. Oh my God! I watched Flash Dance. <laughs> I have never seen that, and it was on TV, and uh, it was on the TV Guide channel. Actually, uh, that's probably one of the first times I've ever stopped by that channel. Um, this movie, uh, Jerry Bruckheim- Bruckheimer, I think, directed it, and uh, it's. Uh, oh wait, the new one? It was just brutal. I mean, it was fucking brutal, man. It was just like a. A um, what you might call it? Uh, like a video, music video, right there. You're talking about the new one, right? You're talking about the new Flash Dance. Was there a new one? This is the one with Jennifer Beals. Yeah, that's the the original. There, wait, oh, 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 there's a new one, I think. Uh, so they did like a Footloose with Flash Dance. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of Well, this one, you know, know. I, I just know. I just heard so much about it over the years and and saw the uh, she's a maniac, maniac <laughs> and all that shit uh video and the one thing that kind of takes you out of it other than the fact that it sucks is um that I know that it wasn't her dancing. Uh-huh. So now that you know that, you can just really I think if you went to see it and you didn't know it at the time. You were probably like, "Oh my god, she's great," you know. But oh wait, it's no, the chick that from the movie we reviewed, right? From uh, nice. she danced in the bar in the Michael yeah, that's movie. Yeah, yeah, one bad stud moved in my neighborhood. That was a uh, Streets of Fire. It's that. That's the chick that uh, that actually did the real dancing. But it's just, I mean, it's horrible. There, there it's was a new fucking foot- awful. And there, I, I can see where chicks would love it. There was a new Footloose in 2011 with uh, Dennis Quaid and Andy McDowell and some other <sighs> youngsters. That's even better. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got what I deserved, just like we all do in life. Um, <laughs> let's see. Next thing I watched was a movie. Um, I don't know. It was called Blade 2. <laughs> nice. Uh, 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 um, this is really good. Uh, so, you know, we're going to be talking about Blade, so I won't go too much in this one, but Ron Perlman was the was uh, in it, and he was very good. Um, oh, next thing I watched, uh, the last week I watched the 1954 original, The Quiet American, and this week I watched uh, the remake, which starred My Cocaine and Brendan... Frazier, and it's pretty good. The the uh, after I watched the original though, uh, I had seen this one uh, before I even knew that there was an uh, you know an older one, and I liked it. But then I watched the original one, and I think the story probably stays more true to the Graham Greene novel. Uh, this one, um, I wouldn't say they sugarcoated stuff, but they changed some stuff around that they really didn't need to. And it makes it, uh, it, it, as Thomas Jane would say, it pussifies some of the stuff. Um, <laughs> next thing I watched was an Alfred Hitchcock uh, movie called Strangers on a Train. And this starred um, Robert Walker Sr. Well, at the time, he was just Robert Walker. Uh, and um, he, it, was, it was good. Um, I had never seen this one. It's a, it's a thriller. Um, almost did a Michael Jackson joke there, but uh, I'm not going to because my voice also is. I just don't feel like. It. Anyway, <laughs> I don't feel like being funny. Um, 
this is good. Uh, Robert Walker. Uh, apparently, I was reading his bio, and this you know pretty sad. He he um, died when he was only like thirty two, and uh, his son Robert Walker Jr. Uh, he guest starred on The Big Valley a few times, and he was also in Easy Rider. But this is a pretty good movie, and it has uh, a um, phenomenal use of a merry-go-round in the movie. That's all I'm going to say. Ooh. Can't even pry it out of me with waterboarding. Uh, next thing I watched was a guy that was oh, uh, rated on uh, – uh, I don't know if it's Xfinity or if it's Comcast or what, as the most overrated actor uh, of our time, maybe. I don't know if it's our time, but I mean, like now. And it was a Mark Wahlberg movie called Shooter. Um, Wait, you've seen this already. <sighs> He's a sniper. Next thing I watched is um, John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. In a John Woo movie <laughs> called Face Off. Uh, this was, uh, I, you know, it's, it never was one of my favorites. And, um, but it's pretty funny to fucking watch. And uh, the one funny thing is, uh, you know how like people, like you might have a, a fly in your house or a moth or something like that. Well, apparently where these people live... Um, doves are plentiful and they will get in your house and like if you it's like if you sat down on the toilet went and took a shit doves would fly up if you went in to wash uh, some dishes doves would fly up there's lots of doves um bleep, bleep, bleep. In, in bosnia in, uh, in, in bosnian when you uh there's a slang term for farting called releasing doves there you go <laughs> i don't remember the term though your friend probably told you that. My Bosnian friend did. Yes. That you worked with at one time. I went to school with. Uh, you ought to ask him if he's ever seen a Serbian film. He might not have. Yeah. Um, the next thing I watched was, it's a uh, a legendary movie that I have never seen, but I finally pulled this string. I pulled this string on uh, the stabilizer with... Uh, is it Patrick O'Brien? Uh, Peter. But anyway, um, Stabilizer. Uh, this was everything that I had heard uh, and, and more. Um, this was uh, truly a so bad it's good because it was fucking funny. Um, you know, uh, Peter O'Brien, I'm sorry. Um, he... Um, just he he kind of looks like he should be playing keyboard for Ario Speedwagon, and um, he uh, like some of the some of the uh, dialogue. <laughs> I know I'm pretty sure that uh, it was dubbed, but uh, you know he is he is the man I despise the he is the man I despise most. Uh, Rainmaker, uh, this is pretty. It was pretty funny though. Fucking you know, it was it was worth watching. And the next thing I watched was a movie called Hard Luck with uh, Wesley Snipes, Mario Von Peebles, and it's a it's like a reuniting of the uh, oh, Mister Twenty One Jump Street, New Jackson. Uh, <laughs> That'd be uh, an interesting take on Twenty One Jump Street. Though. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it would be actually probably be good. Um, oh. it, 
Wesley Snipes, um, there's a, one scene in it where he is completely uh, purple, um, and I don't want to say why. It's straight to DVD, but it's 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 crazy. It's just a fucking crazy ass movie. Sybil Shepherd's in it. And she's kind of old and fat, like she is, and uh, <laughs> she um, she has a young lover. And uh, it's kind of weird because she is probably I don't know how old she is. She's got to be sixty something, and she's making out with this young guy. And they're like uh, crazy people who kidnap people and torture them, like in the movie Hostel. Uh, so anyway, but I mean it's it's on TV a lot. Don't you don't have to rent it because it's on like USA all the time. <laughs> USA I think has a contract with Wesley Snipes, Steven Seagal. And Jean Claude Van Damme because they uh, late at night they show all their straight to DVD movies over and over and over. Um, on the, along the same lines, um, I watched a movie called Vertigo with uh, Jeremy Stewart and um, Jay Stu. Woo in the house! And his, Jay Stu. Yeah, woo! I just hit my finger. Um, this movie was uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Um, I got to tell you, um, I don't know. It, I, I liked I liked the you know I like how it was shot and everything, mm-hmm. but it just I don't know man it just uh, got a little rid- ridiculous there toward the end. And um, have you seen it? Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. I just found it. I found the I found the ending to be unbelievable. Uh, to, to I mean not the right at the end, but you know just the whole thing where he. Just walking down the street and sees this girl, it's like, oh, she she kind of looks like that girl that I know. Back in uh, back in August, there was a British publication that re-ranked Vertigo and put put it above Citizen Kane. Kane is the greatest film of all time, I think. Well, it'd remind me not to fucking read that publication. <laughs> Sight and sound. Um, that's the first time I've seen it. Um, it was good. It was just, I mean, I don't know. I just, um, um, and the last thing I watched was, uh, Timothy Oliphant, Mila Jovovich, again, and Steve Zahn in A Perfect Getaway. Uh, I've watched this a few times. It's, it was on TV. So, uh, it's still good. Um, still, um, still intense. Still fun to watch. Uh, Oliphant steals the show. That's all I watched, and I watched. Um, what else did I watch? I watched something else that you I. You watched that, some soccer. I saw that. I watched some soccer. I started to watch Star Trek Voyager, but then um, I didn't feel good, so I just I, I was on the first episode, and uh, but I'll get into some of that stuff later. Uh, it's on Netflix, but um, that's about it. I, you know, just kind of we didn't have we didn't um, we didn't uh, we didn't um, have a lot of time in between. No. but I don't care. I, I had a little. I had <laughs> artificially more time just because I've been I've been bedridden. But um, <clears throat> I just my mouth. I heard that the uh, I did my I did a little homework before we re- reviewed the first the third Blood Rain movie, and I watched the first two. Um, Blood, Blood Rain from two thousand six, um, and this one wasn't too bad. Um, it might be because they had like kind of a pre-existing story already since it's based on a video game yeah. as where the other ones are just based on characters, obviously. But, um, it was all right. I mean, uh, it had a lot of people in it surprisingly. Like, I, I don't know if this ever went to theaters or not. I assume it did, but, um, you know, 
could have been worse. But I mean, well, like, you know, when you said how they um, they that publication rated Vertigo above Citizen Kane's best movie <laughs> ever. Well, I th- I'm pretty sure that Blood Rain, the original one, was rated as like the worst movie of the year, or maybe like of all time. Because you know, people bust on Uwe Boll's nuts. Yeah. It, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, it was fine. I mean, I was. I watched it on my iPad on Netflix Instant. And, I mean, it wasn't offensive or anything, you know. Didn't have an all-star cast. Yeah, like Ben Kingsley and um, uh, Michael Madsen. Um, who else was in it? That was a name. Um, Parade didn't come along till the second one. Not that he's a Ben Kingsley, but um, I saw the uh, the star of it at Horrorhound. Oh yeah. Yeah, she's fucking still hot, man. I wonder why she didn't come back for the second one. But um, anyway, the second one uh, did not have any names in it except for Paray, and it was not very good. And it had the bully from Christmas Story. I think Uwe stuck his finger up her butthole and probably probably got mad and ran away. He stuck a boxing glove up her ass. The second one's it was a cool cool setup because it's you know it's um, I don't know quite a bit after the first one and uh the first one takes place i guess 1700s second one is the 1800s and she's in the united states in the old west um, kind of like jesus with yeah. the mormons <laughs> yeah and uh she billy the kid is actually a vampire and nice. he's trying to make a cowboy vampire army um billy the kid is the kid from Christmas story and he does a really horrible like Romanian accent. Um I don't know, it could have it was kind of boring when it could have been awesome. But it was some oh, good sounds parts. awesome. Uwe Boll still does the he does action pretty well. That's what I was saying online that I I I don't like necessarily like the way he shoots it, but it's he he still uses practical effects, so there's you know, you know, the gunfire and the squibs and very juicy. Um her Swords in the first one looked a lot better because they had the like arm braces on them. In this one, they're just like handles. They look really awkward, like you could drop them very easily. And by the third one, I think he had learned and said, "You know what? Fuck these arm swords. Let's just give her two real swords." Yeah. Um. It was. It, was, it, it wasn't very good. Uh, Blood Rain Deliverance is what that one's called. That's very disappointing. It had some good stuff in it, but. I don't know. It was ultimately kind of boring. So, and speaking of ultimately kind of boring, I I, I cracked open the the Mill Creek Sci-Fi set. Um, like I was saying to Zom, I've got an old DVD player and a 13 inch tube TV, and and it's funny. I've told people this. The only reason I'm holding on to this TV, it's really bad. That I watched the Red Sox win the World Series in 04 on it. <laughs> <laughs> so I've not I've been I'm I'm not superstitious about most things, but this one I feel like I feel like I need to hang on to it. Um, well, I don't know if it, if it's if the luck it's bringing your team, uh, you, well, know, you might want to fucking get rid of it. I didn't watch any games this year on it, so uh, okay. um, I haven't watched hardly anything on it except now I, I watched a lot of DVD movies this week. But I watched uh, Rotor, um, R O T O R. And this was pretty fucking boring. The poster's awesome, but (laughs) I had no idea. Like, just judging by the poster that I've known about for years, I thought it was going to be kind of decent. I thought it was just going to be like a, at the very least, a throwaway sci-fi. But, I mean, this had acting like fucking, um, like, Samurai Cop, but not as nearly as entertaining. Everybody was really stiff and... The the rotor cop himself looked kind of funny because he had a big fucking mustache and wore glasses. But they didn't even you know like the whole Terminator thing, like showing up like robot robot parts stick through skin. They didn't. They totally missed that. And I don't know. He was, and then he just chased 
this fucking woman that was like speeding or something the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> eh, whatever. Um, another one on the same disc is Giant of Metropolis, and this was really fucking bizarre. Probably worse than Rotor, but uh, at least interesting to check out. It's an Italian movie from the 60s about the fall of Atlantis, and there was like this uh, underground, like, got this sect, I guess, that was trying to overthrow the main uh, scientist in Metropolis, the Metropolis city in Atlantis. And uh, he was just a superpowered human, I guess. And they, he was training the guy, the superpowered human guy to do terrorist acts. And, and like he kept killing officials and stuff. And it was, I don't know, it was really bizarre, but it wasn't very good. Um, it was dubbed, but you know, whatever it's Mill Creek. I paid like a quarter for that movie at, t- at most. So wait, 50 movies for 10 bucks. I maybe paid five cents for it. So, <laughs> um, I, uh, on my birthday, I decided to watch Dawn of the Dead. Um, I watched the extended cut that's on the big, uh, um, anchor base set. I've never seen this cut before. I'd seen the theatrical cut lots and lots of times. This is the 78 version, the, the Romero one. And, um, I agree. I was talking to Emily and someone, a couple other people about it on their Facebook group, but um, it, it, it does. I'd probably say still I like the theatrical cut better because this one adds some extra things. Um, I guess character development, quote unquote, but you know, there's an extended scene when they're getting ready to take off on the helicopter the first time with some cops that are loading up a boat. And I, it, it was, it was good, but you know, I still like the more trimmed down version. I still need to watch the Argento cut on it. The European version of it that I hear is completely different with, it's got goblin music in it that not doesn't necessarily fit the movie, but um, I should make that a, a birthday tradition. The uh, to watch Dawn of the Dead on um, your little TV. Ah! On my little TV, yeah, I have it on Jesus. DVD, so I can. Um, I watched this one on the big TV though. Oh. Um, so my my wife picked a couple movies for us to watch on Sunday that I actually ended up liking better than her. Um, one was uh, Intruders. <laughs> you like the movie better than her? <laughs> well, I, it was two two horror movies. Okay. Um, she's more into horror than, than I am typically, but, um, in particular, like the psychological, like thriller type horror stuff. Mm. Um, I like zombies and shit like that. They like the gory stuff, I guess. But, um, but we watched intruders. This is a Clive Owen movie from, uh, and it's got, uh, Brule, uh, I forgot his first name, but he was in, uh, Uwe Brule. Yeah. Uwe Brule. He was, <laughs> He played the young German guy in Inglorious Bastards in the bar. Oh. Um, but he speaks perfect Spanish, and he's actually from Spain, so it's weird. So I don't know. I've seen him speak English, uh, German, and Spanish, so he's quite the talented man. But um, Intruders was, I don't know. She didn't really like it that much. I thought it was okay. Um, it had some. It had a cool twist. I think they they took a little too long getting to the twist, so the first part of the the first three quarters of the movie f- feel like like they could have teased it a little better. I think yeah. um, the first so the first three quarters of the movie f- feel a little too confusing. Um, but I love Clive Owen. That's really why I was agreeing to watch it. So um, and he's fine in it. So man crush, uh. yeah. And we we watched uh, another one called The Bleeding House. And this was an independent one. And I don't know. It wasn't as good as Intruders. Was just not saying much. They're both pretty average, but. Um, 
this is kind of a almost like a home invasion movie, but a lot more lower key. Um, but the woman that is in the house is on the rag, and when the people <laughs> yeah. break in, yes, definitely. She's like, "I've got cramps." Oh, that was in fucking Volver. I watched that too, the Almodovar movie, and uh, she comes to the door. Penelope Cruz comes to the door. She's got fucking blood on her neck, and the guy asks her if she hurt herself. She's like, "Oh no, no, just women problems," and covers up her neck. <laughs> Like what the fuck? Um, Bleeding house. So bleeding house was pretty pretty average, pretty boring. Um, Bleeding cunt house. Yeah, (laughs) cunny. Um, So yeah, Volver was pretty phenomenal. I watched that uh, last night. Um, This is one I'd never seen before, so it's got me inspired to fill up the top of my Netflix queue with a bunch of Almodovar movies. So I'll be uh, checking into a lot of those soon. Um, I watched another. Mill Creek movie while I was kind of hit half in and out of a, of a, being awake um, Death Machines again on the same disc it was a weird, weird mix they put on these things I don't even know how why this was a sci-fi movie movie other than the three main villains were just kind of like they were zombies created with some kind of uh, chemical like their injection so they were kind of unstoppable killers and it was uh-huh. funny they're the Death Machines they it was they're listed in the credits on IMDb as as white machine black machine and Asian machine. <laughs> uh, you wouldn't have to worry about the, well, no, forget it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a, it was <laughs> a little confusing. But there was some good stuff in it, so um, kind of weird. Uh, another Mill Creek when I watched Abraxas, Guardian of the Universe, and this was another really fucking bizarre movie. This is Jesse Ventura, and it's kind of oh. like, it reminded me of uh, Dark Angel, the movie, the Dolph Lundgren movie we reviewed, where it's he's like a cop from outer space trying to hunt oh. down this other guy. Yeah. Um, on Earth, and there's a kid involved with telekinetic powers, and uh, it's really weird, but um, it was all right. Uh, let's see. And then uh, last night before I went to bed, I just I did a couple revisits, kind of the pastime, and I, I watched uh, Almost Human, and this is the uh, Henry Silva, uh, Tomas Milian uh, Euro crime movie, and I haven't seen this in a couple years, and this is really fucking good. So. Um, have you seen this one before? Yes, yeah, I human, liked it. The human chandelier and all that shit. So. I like uh, Thomas Milian was uh, he was pretty fucking pretty yeah. fucking crazy. Little, I liked little, him a lot. Wacky and uh, Silva. You know, I couldn't tell if he was. I, I, I watched the Italian dub of it, and his dub's pretty bad. So because since you know what his voice sounds like, but yeah. um, it looked like Milian. That probably wasn't his voice either, but he was actually speaking Italian. It seemed like his his mouth seemed to match up at times. So. Um, and then uh, I finished it off, and I wa- I revisited Drive. Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, Never seen it before, <laughs> so I figured I should finally sit down and watch it. So, <laughs> Big belly full of drive. I decided to watch this because I, I dug it out last night and realized I had this ultraviolet code on it. I didn't even know what – I never even knew what ultraviolet was, and I finally looked it up, and – it's actually kind of it's it's kind of neat, but it's a little clunky still. But it's this cloud-based service you sign up for, where you buy uh, physical media, you can put these codes in, and it basically unlocks movies on your ultraviolet account, where you can wa- you can stream them off the website. So I start I went through all of my Blu-rays and was looking to see what I had ultraviolet copies of, and the only fucking things I had were Prometheus, Drive, and. Uh, Cabin in the Woods, and I couldn't find the fucking code for Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> so I've got two movies. Of all the Blu-ray, Blu-rays I have, I only have two ultraviolet movies. So I have an ultraviolet movie. 
What's that one? The one, the Mila, Mila Jovovich one? Yeah, and it's it's a she's a half vampire who goes hey. around fighting real vampires. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Dom fear. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that was it. Um, uh, let's take a break hey. and uh, review some uh, half vampire hunting vampire movies. <laughs> vampires. Um, let's do uh, let's do Blood Rain first. Does that sound good? Okay. Okay. We'll be right back. <laughs> During this podcast, I've seen a lot of changing in the way you feel about me and in the way I feel about you. In here, there is only one action movie being reviewed, but I guess that's better than 20 million. I guess what I'm trying to say is if I can record and you can listen, everybody can be entertained. Yo, Adrian! Action Attraction, your home for all things action. To find out more, visit MetalMikey.Lipson.com or search for Action Attraction in iTunes. voice and try to sing along but it's not happening today he's badass yeah wolverine he should have played wolverine he should have <laughs> played wolverine all right so uh first movie of the day Rain, the third reich uh i'll introduce it here sam i might get you to take the lead on both because i don't know john zeke uh, Rain fights against the Nazis in Europe after, uh, during World War II, encountering Eckhart Brand, a Nazi leader whose target is to inject Adolf Hitler with Rain's blood in his attempt to transform him into a Domfear and attain immortality. Domfear, pan flute. Uh oh, went to the next one, sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I have a love that album promo. Um, so Zom, I know yeah. you're a fan. Let's uh, let's hear you. Let's hear you defend this one against the haters. Pontificate on the blood rain through Reich. Um, listen, people. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you a little story about blood rain. See me. <laughs> um, this chick. Um, she was in uh, Electra with the Greek Jennifer Garner. Oh, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you this too. Uh, Natasha Malte or Malte, whatever her yeah. name, is, did not show um, her titties. Now once I liked in her in that. Um, now, of, of course, the the uh, 
they totally fucked up the character of Typhoid Mary and just but she was hot in that. She didn't say anything. She was hot. She had a lesbian kiss with Jenna Pagana, who kind of looks, uh, you know, whatever. That's uh, um, but let's not talk about that. Let's talk about Blood Rain, Third Reich, Sikhail. And so, anyway, uh, Uwe Boll, I had heard so much about uh, him and people just busting his nuts about being so horrible. He's just horrible. He's the worst thing in the world. And I think that um, he, um, because it's it's just like because he would respond and get in fights and arguments and shit with these. Uh, critics and stuff that uh, they they even piled on even more and just hammered him because I mean he's not great but I've seen worse yeah yeah I mean I've seen a lot worse uh, we've reviewed worse <laughs> <laughs> recently oh, I'm stretching wait a minute uh, <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting into uh, the spirit of the of the movies um, actiony horror yeah. Uh, but so anyway, one day when I was sitting at home, I decided on Netflix Instant Watch to check out Blood Rain Food Rake. Um, now, if you look at the cover art of the of the box, I'm telling you what, man, I've liked to seen that this chick in the movie wearing that, even though what she wore was pretty hot. Um, but Blood Rain apparently is a damn dumb fear. And uh, you know she's a daywalker. She's uh, she can um, she, the sun doesn't burn her up. She's she got vampiric powers. Yes, she is. But this, she's yeah. half like uh, Ben Kingsley. The character Ben Kingsley played in the first one was a pretty old vampire, and he uh, raped her mother. Yeah, she was the result, and she uh, watched from the closet, in which they they kind of cover in this one. Um, they they have a little flashback and. Uh, she uh, she watched him kill her mother, and that was when she decided to hunt all vampires. After that, so she just like Blade in the next one, you know, she has human qualities in that she um, does. She's not affected by the sunlight, and that she's not affected by holy water, garlic, and yeah, yeah and all that stuff. But or like a cross, which I don't think the crosses play a part in in uh, blade but um unlike blade she, you know they say that blade ages she doesn't she doesn't age because this is 200 or so years after she, she just born. turns into a completely different person <laughs> it's like doctor um, who she's the, yeah she's yeah the second blood rain well she um she's the product of don logan's sperm so anyway uh, that's no, probably why she's no, so mean no 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 no, 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 no. Um, but she kind of just uh, in this one, uh, it takes place during World War II mm-hmm. and it has Nazis in it, thus Third Reich in the name. Um, but there are some like uh, partisans and they're attacking this, uh, this uh, train load of, I guess, Jews going to the concentration camp. And at first, you kind of think that maybe she's part of them because as soon as the battle starts, she springs into action with her big boobies pushed up. She has a she has a trench coat, but it's kind of it's just basically <laughs> cut for 
just to show off her tits. Yeah, it does it all it covers around the front is uh, right above her belly button. That's the only yeah, place it's, it's possibly like almost like button. a corset. <laughs> and let me tell you something, people. Yeah, those titties look pretty good. <laughs> no, what I was saying before we had to start again when we were lagged just now that she does not show her titties once in the second one. That's fucking ridiculous because in this one she made up for it. Yeah. See, that's one one of the reasons that I recommend that this movie is that it has lots of it has uh, um, nudity, mm-hmm. it has some sexual situations, downright sexual, and uh, yeah. But um, so she starts, you know, slicing and dicing some nazis, and um, then like she she does she she she's she's a two sword wielding hot uh dumb fear bitch from hell <laughs> and uh so she, she and she's pretty i mean now apparently the chick the the real chick uh the plays uh blood rain was like a, a an, an ballet and stuff so she can move around pretty good i mean it's it's it doesn't look bad when she's fighting uh and and because she has her big tits pushed up and they're not really super big but they're just pushed up really good and so they're on display, and when she when she follows through, like with her sword, and her arms are both back, and her chest is pushed out, it's just so fucking awesome. It's unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> it really, really is. Um, so, and and I think now I never saw the other Blood Rains, but I know, like I said, the chick that was in the Terminator Three was the uh, the Blood Rain in the first one. Um, but uh, this chick, to me. Uh, seems like she kind of has a harder look, you know, more rock and roll kind of uh, uh, darker hair. And she wears this like uh, leather, uh, I don't know what she, it's not a toque. It's uh what do you call that thing? I don't know, like a fly, fly boy hat is what I would yeah. put it on. Yeah, the one thing with, usually it has little goggles with it. It looks a little silly on her. I don't know why. Oh, I like it. I think <laughs> I like the whole thing. It, just, it I, doesn't really match because she's wearing a corset and these tight leather pants. And then she's got this like goofy hat on with ear flaps. Well, it's because it's cold out. Well, she, <laughs> she put a fucking coat on. Well, yeah, maybe, if, yeah, yeah, maybe if you had a fucking coat that would cover up your fucking chest, dumb bitch. Um, so anyway, um, Michael Pere is um, our, he, he's like a, a a god on silver and gold. Uh, we reviewed him in uh, Streets of Fire, and he's uh, Eddie Wilson. So this is like if Eddie Wilson uh, was a Nazi. And not only is he a Nazi, but he's like a Gestapo SS guy with the black uniform and shit. That uh, I always thought it was funny, or it's not funny, but you know, when you think about it, I think one of the one of the lingering um, reasons that uh, Nazi, like the, there's like a Nazi fetishism or whatever, is because Hugo Boss created the SS uniforms, <laughs> and they just look really cool, yeah. even though they're <laughs> fucking assholes. Um, so he is a. I don't know. Is he? A, he's not a general. He's like a major or something. Commandant. Um, commandant. Yes. Well, that's yeah. That's pretty good. What can we call him? Uh, commandant. And um, okay. So anyway, <laughs> now you're doing. Now you're doing Clint Howard. 
Yeah. Yes, Clint Howard is in this movie. And to sound like he's German, he talks like this. <laughs> he talks like fucking like Igor from a bad <laughs> Frankenstein movie. Are going, I am experimenting, trying to find out what makes her tick. Um, it was uh, just hilarious. I tried he the was, voice yesterday while I was watching it, and I started choking. <laughs> that's why your voice hurts. You know that's why. <laughs> So, um, Rain gets in this boxcar and she's whooping some ass. And uh, Michael Pere fucking shows up, and he's he he looks the part. I mean, even though he's totally not a German, um, he plays Pat Garrett in the second movie. By the way, oh really? I thought I thought that they were. I was like, how the fuck are they going to get you know eighty ninety years past, and he's still going to be in it? Because I just figured he was this. Like the playing the same character. He played Pat Garrett and she who kind of helped her start the posse to go back and fight the vampires in town in the town of deliverance. And he asked if he could ride with her at the end. It was kind of a ambiguous ending as she's riding off because she earlier she said, I always ride alone. Yeah. Yeah. So uh so anyway, he gives they, they, he gives stiff line delivery in both, regardless of if he's well, in the old it's west. It's Michael Perret. I mean, he's not known for. Uh, I mean, he's not like uh, I don't know Ben Kingsley, Ben Kingsley, or Shakespeare or something. <laughs> uh, so she she fucking uh, gets. I guess bullets must not hurt her too much. She she heals or whatever, yeah. but uh, she runs him through with like a big broad iron fucking. Uh, broad or something and when she does her blood drips down into michael Perret. thus guess what happens was it that or was that she bit him she bite him yeah because she bit him because she got oh, shot because she, she she bit him because she needed to recover yeah does that not is that i didn't know why he if that was why or if he transformed because of that or well whatever her blood gets in him yeah it's a disease and uh, blood rain secure. But you know, it doesn't make sense because if she bit him, I mean, why would she, why didn't she just suck him dry and fucking kill him yeah, instead yeah. of uh, just sucking a little bit? That fucking bitch looks like she could suck like a motherfucker. <laughs> she turned my crank, man. Even <laughs> you put a hot chick that 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 whips ass even in a shitty movie, and it's and it's just good. Um, so anyway, um, then. Not only do they this, do, do they have a, a a fucking Nazi on their hands, um, but a Nazi with the whole German Third Reich behind him. It's like <laughs> fuck, man. So then um, Clint Howard is the evil scientist, and he's trying. He he's ex- he's kind of a sadist. He's kind of like a Doctor Mengele kind of a guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, except his name instead of Doctor Mengele is Doctor Mangler. <laughs> very creative yeah yeah and, uh, <laughs> he uh he he even has like a a uh, captured vampire now this is a straight up vampire because there's a difference mm-hmm. uh and he's torturing he's not torturing he was like i want to see how much it can take how resilient it is <laughs> and uh so he does shit like that and um michael Perret. Um, he is kind of like an Igor, kind of a Dr. Frankenstein thing to Michael Prey because Michael Prey doesn't try and turn him into a vampire or try and kill him or anything. He, because he, I, I think he kind of, maybe because he needs him, you know, he's using yeah, his yeah. skills. Um, 
So they um, kind of are working together. And then there's a, another uh, – it's like Perret's friend who was um, also, you know, of course, a Nazi. And he is kind of frightened by all this. But because it's his friend, he wants to try and help him or to – he's kind of going along with it, but he's a little bit reluctant. Um and pretty much the the movie um, is <sighs> Rain has you know she's like I've got to go back and kill this guy Michael Prey and um, they're like you can't Rain it's just there's like a whole army behind him and she's like I don't care I've got to you know I've got to go <laughs> fucking get my big boobies out and fucking fight and shit well. Uh, there's one scene, uh, like I guess in the middle of this, she decides, you know, um, I think I'll just go and get a massage, and it's like right <laughs> in the middle of everything. You know, they're so they're so um, like uh, you know involved in uh, stopping Michael Perret, and not only that, but the partisans are are you know wanting to just fight the Nazis and everything. But she ends up going to this whorehouse. And keep in mind, this is only 20 minutes into the movie. That oh, she yeah, man. And this movie's not very long. <laughs> and uh, just right out of the blue, you know, she goes there and, and she's getting a massage. And, and uh, man, boy, she looks good. I mean, she's nice, nice skin and everything. And this chick's rubbing on her, giving her a massage. And she hears, um, she hears like, no, no, no. And she's like, hang on a second. I'll be back. And she fucking uh, goes up in this Nazi's uh, beating on this hooker. And uh, Rain goes in there and just fucking beats his ass man and so because she saves um didn't she did she stomp on his nuts uh i don't remember she did something she she, she, she grabbed his nuts she was holding on to him. him yeah she grabbed his balls and uh and slung him down and then you know gave him you know read him the riot act but so uh, um so then she goes back down to to the massage thing and now she was only on the massage table for like uh, less than probably 10 seconds before she got up to go whip the guy's ass. And when she goes back down, there's these two girls in there. And, and she goes, well, I already had my massage. <laughs> and, and they said, well, we want to – this is different. We want to repay you. And they start lighting all these candles. Well, so then she lays back down on the table. And the next thing you know, the one girl leaves. And this other one – now, they must have – I don't know. Maybe Clint Howard or Dr. Mangler, he must have been experimenting with silicone breast implants uh, because this chick had some big fake boobies. Mm-hmm. And uh, she decides that she's going to give Rain something special. To thank her for saving that girl, so they just have a full blown lesbian sex, <laughs> which was fucking it. It was just a no place in the movie other than it was just gratuitous. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that it ate up five minutes, and you got to see uh, box munching and everything. So what's funny was I start, I was watching it. Uh, my friend Rick and I watched it the first time I saw it, and um, we we're like, oh my god, you know, this, this lesbian sex scene. Well, then when I was watching it this time. Um, they started getting into it, and then they just cut away to like this chick going, this uh, gypsy chick going to see Michael Perret, and she's supposed to like a collaborator or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, wait a minute, that went, maybe I was really horny because that wasn't very long. And, <laughs> but then they get right back and they, after after they have an entire scene with Michael Perret and this chick, they fucking go back and and Rain and this chick are still crawling all over each other, and it's total Skinamax Playboy Channel softcore lesbian scene, yeah. which was. Awesome. So it, it helped her unwind, you know, get a little tension out of the neck and stuff. Um, now, 
Uh, <laughs> and that's all <laughs> the end of the the, uh, the thrown in for no reason sex scenes that are totally out of place. But so then when um, there's one scene where for some reason uh, Michael Pere shows up. Well, there was a couple things that 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 that, that kind of didn't pan out or they didn't explain anything or right, just little right. things like she's up on the roof of this building uh this really you know i think it might have been the whorehouse or something and she takes her swords and puts them in the gutter as as she as she goes down to the edge and she puts her swords in the gutter and then she just climbs back up and leaves them there well they never <laughs> fucking explain why she did that or there was never any reason whatsoever and then later on she just has the swords um, and then the one time Michael Parisha, and that's when I think she was up on the roof, roof and Michael Parisha is up with a whole bunch of uh, Nazis, and he's got his he's got a big leather trench coat, but this time the leather trench coat has a leather hood, and I thought, well, maybe it's because he's out in the sun, you know, and he's not supposed, to, you know, he's. Well, they, I think um, Howard explained that because he he was turned from her, that he got kind of her. But not totally. Yeah, so like he's basically sensitive to sunlight. But and later on, the fucking now this this I I look because I rewound it. The hood the 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 hood is like a leather hood hooked to his that that is part of his leather trench coat. Then later on in the movie, it's totally gone. So either he had another <laughs> trench coat or whatever. I don't care. Uh, neither <laughs> <thing. laughs> ruined the movie plot yeah. hole. Fuck it, motherfucker. So anyway. Um, he is um, <laughs> Clint Howard's scooping up some. Uh, she gets shot, and he gets some of her blood and puts it in a test tube. And he's like, "Yes, yes." And one thing is, they the, throughout the movie they're trying to capture her, so they're like, "Don't kill her, don't kill her," you know. And um, which is a mistake because I mean she's just going through these guys like fucking crap through a fucking goose. And um, <laughs> so. Um, the the, the uh, I think Perret, he his thing is you know he's still loyal to the Third Reich and he's I think he's thinking that maybe he'll make an army of of uh, vampire vampiric Nazi army of blood sucking you know demons from hell and um, but it's sort of like you know uh, Clinton Howard wants to turn Hitler into a vampire <laughs> which is right. Yes, we'll turn Hitler into a vampire. Um, so right. that's damn goal. fear. He wants to he wants to use her blood, so he'll still be, yeah. he won't be allergic to sun and all damn that. fear. Because God knows Hitler, you know, he doesn't want to be out in the sun too much uh, after being in that bunker. But anyway, um, they make a plan. There's a, the partisans are getting wiped out and shit, and they're like, you know, we we um, there's only ten of us left, and we're going up against a whole. Nazi army, and she's like, ah, you know, let's go get him anyway. So they make this plan. Well, um, Rain gets fucking caught, and I can't even remember how now. But she's she's they hang her upside down, so her tits are hanging down. How do they not fall out of that thing? I know it was wonderful. Well, there for a while, the the the, the shot they did, you could just see the tops of them, mm-hmm. and then it's like, God damn it, Uwe Bowl, you fucking pervert! You know, why don't you pan up and? Uh, so they're draining her of blood, but the thing is, she they said she makes she she makes uh, as much uh, as much blood as they take out. Her body just regenerates it. 
So they have these big things of blood, and they're going to take him to, to, to go see Hitler. And uh, uh, they captured her, um, the main partisan guy, her crony buddy. And they, the, 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 now this is totally, I mean, you know, like kind of plot holes and mindless <laughs> exploitation. Um, they put them in the back of a truck. And what's funny is it's it's winter time and they're driving the truck to Berlin and the, they they don't have any guards in the back of the truck with them. They don't have either one of them tied up or anything. And Rain is unconscious and she's laying there with her like head on this guy's lap. And now he has like talked to her and stuff and I guess they maybe had a little bit of a bond, but there really wasn't any kind of like uh, – developing like where they had any kind of uh feelings or anything like right, that right. other than maybe just respect and this guy's sitting there and she's completely unconscious and he proceeds to start feeling up her tit <laughs> that was then, enough yeah yeah and, then, and she woke up she's like oh, what's going on? you know she's startled and she grabs him and he goes it's me it's me or whatever and the next thing you know they look into each other's eyes <laughs> and they're fucking in the fucking back of a prison truck yeah back of a prison truck it's cold as shit uh, and they decide they're going to fuck. <laughs> I don't know if it's like, let's get in one last fuck or what. So they're driving down the road. And they just start fucking. And uh, and that was a little bit – it wasn't as good as the lesbian sex scene because he gets her tits out and he starts fucking her. And she's, she's, she's like uh, – I guess her bloodlust overcomes her uh, along with her regular lust. She starts to bite him on the neck and he like he like grabs her and stops her. And just starts kissing her. Well, then I guess he figures, you know, if you're going to fuck a, a dumb fear who's got these fangs, you better turn around doggy style and press her face up against the window, <laughs> window of the truck. And he starts fucking her. <laughs> they're just driving along, driving along the partisans. They show them and they're, they're planning their attack. And then later on as they're driving, it must have been a pretty long drive. They show them like putting their clothes on <laughs> in the back of the truck. It was so but it was funny, and um, so I don't care if I spoil this movie too much or not. But I, 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 you're just going through the whole thing. <laughs> but but in the, the there's just um, um, when they attack the truck, there's this one part where they're going, they're they're fighting the you know because the regular Nazis they pretty much can just fucking uh, she can chop the shit out of them, and then she's got those partisans shooting them and stuff. But Perret shows up, and he's got. You know he's got the power too. Well, he um, he takes uh, Clint Howard had a I guess like a vial of her blood, and so he he takes it, <laughs> drinks it. Well, then when he drinks it, it gives him like super vampire. Okay, and this is another thing that I thought was funny is it supposedly makes him like super vampire. Hold us on. His voice got really fucking weird. Just like uh, distorted, like it was like he was almost like a. I am like a. <laughs> but as soon as he says that, he smashes her up against the truck, and he says, "You know, uh, I am like a god, or something like that." And um, she fucking comes up, and, and as soon as he he's standing there, like like uh, reveling in his power, and it's just like coursing through him, and he's like, Rawr! and when he talks, it's like real loud and echoey and shit. And she just comes up and gives him a drop kick in the back, and he's like, "I am like a god." Oof. <laughs> he, he falls flat on his face and oh my god <laughs> I won't say what happens because there there was uh, I mean I laughed out loud two times 
just by some, but by something that she says and does. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not going to say what it is because we'll leave a little bit of mystery. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you want to? <laughs> I, I, I don't have a whole lot. The um, Michael <laughs> Michael Parade's really bad in it. <laughs> uh, you know when he, especially I did I did that too. Uh, Parade gives some fucking stiff line delivery, regardless of what time he period he's in. Apparently, but uh, it's funny. I didn't even hardly recognize him in uh, in the second one because he had a lot of facial hair and stuff, and more cowboy hat. Um, and this one is more obvious who he is. But um, Eddie Wilson, when he, when he yeah, it was funny when he started doing the double voice and stuff. And um, I did. I liked her. She had like a dream of Hitler becoming a vampire, and you actually get to see a vampire with a Hitler mustache, which is pretty funny. Um, the uh there's a couple there's a couple vampires that attack her in the street with swords for some strange reason um, you know the, this thing's full of the weird logical problems you know even the beginning of the movie when the guy sneaks up behind her when she's about to attack Paré and he shoots her in the shoulder like he yeah. was close enough to just blast her face off but yeah, yeah. <laughs> he shoots her in the damn shoulder um but uh and, and then again these two vampires walking in the street and whatever for whatever reason they attack her with swords instead of pistols maybe they just didn't have access to guns i don't know were but it was a pretty not, were those that like uh, actual like uh parades people or were those just like uh you know vampire just vampires that were just like townspeople just i don't know up? because they did they weren't wearing uniforms and one was yeah. a woman so there were i don't think there were too many I mean, unless it's Ilsa, I don't think there were too many uh, Nazi female female Nazi soldiers. But um, yeah, and she she pretty she dispatched them pretty. It was just like they just threw it in there. You know? <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of things just thrown in. There. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and the acting, you know, it's like the chick that played Rain. Um, it's almost like Mila Jovovich. I mean, like uh, she's not like a great actress or anything, no. but uh, when she's talking. She, you know, she's not. She has no. I mean, I don't think she was supposed to be German. But she has no accent whatsoever. She sounds just like a an American girl. I think she's. Supposed to, I think they're like. She must be British or something. They do. She's, it. From, she's from Norway, but she she lived in like the United States for okay. a, a long time and like studied ballet in the U.S. and in China. Well, and then they said then when she was like I think thirteen or something moved back to Norway. But I mean, she just sounds like some girl that that would be like walking down the street here you know yeah, maybe not the, down in north carolina where it's all they're, they're very that? they're very vague in the first one about where exactly it takes place except everyone has a very generic kind of euro accent uh, except <laughs> glenn howard <laughs> well no i mean it was ridiculous but it was see <laughs> see the, this is my idea of so bad it's good because like the the, the they don't they to, they don't even cast like uh like they cast fucking Michael Pere, who's probably from like New York, and <laughs> yeah. then this chick and and Clint Howard. Clint and, uh, Howard you know. is probably the highlight of this movie for me, besides the nudity. Um, he was pretty funny. I, I was happy that he played a big part in this. It's been a while since I've seen a a a, a, a vehicle for him to act for a long period of time, <laughs> not just a bit thing you see for a few minutes. Um, but he was pretty funny. You know, I liked when he was torturing the vampire and stuff. <laughs> he cuts his, cuts his ear off and. For whatever reason, yeah, that was pretty. That, that kind of was like uh, I felt. I mean, you know, I don't know, maybe it's empathy, but I mean, it was a vampire. But I was still like, Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. Oh, what about the one time where she disembowels this Nazi, and and he he had the worst um, worst intestines ever. 
they looked like hot dogs. They they were so they were like thin. <laughs> it was yeah. yeah, they it was uh it must have been like, like pig pig intestines or something. It was too small to be cow or anything, but um yeah. it, it was pretty funny though because I, it was one of the classics like slash and then turn towards the camera with the damage showing. Yeah. <laughs> but he does that and that's what I that's what I like about Bowl, you know, it's you know, you could tell this has like a hundred thousand dollar budget, maybe. Oh yeah. Um he, he got the costumes, he got the weapons, the guns look good. Um I mean there's explosions, there was uh and he still uses practical effects as far as I could tell. I, I if it was CGI well, was blood it didn't CGI really blood like, though. I saw some it? CGI okay. blood. He still uses some juicy looking squibs at times so yeah um now, now um the and, and the, the thing about him is he is uh so frugal that i think he made like three movies out of this movie he made this movie and he was like well fuck we're here and we have all these <laughs> trucks and uniforms and stuff let's make this movie <laughs> they made like blubberella I and uh, I need to see that one. <laughs> and then he made that fucking uh Auschwitz movie or like uh oh, movie right. that one's which to be was serious right they just, I mean, a lot of people, from what I read about that, a lot of people were like, oh my God, this is going to be just ridiculous. Uwe Boll making a movie about Auschwitz or whatever. But I think it's it's kind of like he takes it around to um, schools and shit. And what it is is um, the, the, they show, the movie is kind of a, a movie and documentary because it, he, like the parts where they're on the uh, train, uh-huh. the people are, all loaded up in the train and they're going in the guards and stuff and they take them to the concentration camp and stuff like that. It's just like almost like if there was a camera there and it's pulled back and you're they don't they don't have any characters or any characters that stand out. You're just seeing it happen. And then he goes to these schools and shows like uh, them taking the people to the gas chamber and stuff. And then he interviews the kids afterwards and asks them what they know about the Holocaust. And uh, you know, do you you know what what do you know about it and this and that and that's part of the movie is him talking to the kids and stuff. So okay. it's almost like an educational kind of a thing huh. than it is that. a movie. These are actually these Blood Rain movies are the only Uwe Boll movies I've seen. I'll, I'll I'll check out more. I mean, these aren't these aren't great at all. Um, and to spoil my score a little bit, this one's kind of the middle. I thought the first one was a decently put together movie, and the second one was just kind of boring. And this one falls in between the two. Um, was it? In this movie, was it uh, was it Clint Howard that says, "Ah, a little cocksucking entrepreneur"? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> little cocksucking entrepreneur. No, 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 no. It was um, it was one of the Nazis that was in the uh, like a bar, oh, okay. and the girl okay. come over and uh, and was like trying to seduce him or whatever. She was the one that was uh, was it the blonde that was that broke the. En- Have you heard of the Enigma oh, right. Code? I, t- I totally forgot about her. That was a that. That other odd storyline. I mean, he's trying to. You, you not only have Rain hunting for vampires, you also have mixed in this, I guess, resist resistance uh, storyline. Yes, and there's like four of them, but for some reason, they're st- <laughs> they they're uh, successful in what they're doing. Yeah, but yeah. Um, you know, this could have been worse. I mean, I, I'd say that Bull probably got some feedback from part two about you know, dude. We need some titties because the girl, the first girl, showed her tits, and there was a jail, there was a jail sex scene in that one. Um, <laughs> then there's no titties in the second one. Uh, maybe a prostitute, like in the background or something, but there's no nothing gratuitous. Um, but the action was definitely upped in this one, and the uh, you know the pointless nudity that was still entertaining to pigs is uh, <laughs> in the, <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. this could have been worse, but we'll, we'll get into our scores here. Oh, I give it a seven. <laughs> nice. I loved it. I mean, I, I would buy this, and if it was on Blu-ray, I would definitely buy it. I just think it's. I, I just enjoyed it. I thought it was funny as shit. It was funny, and it's. Uh, you know, it, it was what it was, yeah. and uh, you know, I'm gonna have to watch. I and I, I was in the mood for. <laughs> I was in the mood for. Uh, for Nazi occult stuff after watching uh, Captain America last week, and Nazi occult is, stuff is great. I know I love that kind of stuff. Like hell, I love the Hellboy backstory and all that. But oh yeah, the um. So I'm, I was probably a little more lenient on this one than I normally would have been. I was I was honestly disappointed that it was only 79 minutes because a lot of it felt rushed. And even though they had filler, <laughs> they did, man. They, they that's bad when it's like 79 minutes and they have filler. Yeah. And you're like Jesus, okay. But well, uh, I mean, it's a silly yeah. little movie. I give it a I give it a I give it a 5.25. It's better than average for me. Um, like I said, it definitely could have been worse. The second one is probably like a four or something. And the second, the first one is like a six for me. So this is right in the middle of the two of them. See, I don't even want, like now, I don't even want to watch the uh, the first one because uh, I like this chick. Now, maybe the other chicks, she might be hot. I mean, she's she a better like actress. I, said, um, eh, I don't care hot. about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might a, make it worse. This chick's in the second one, but doesn't get naked. So, yeah. Eh. Eh. All right, maybe she was trying to. Maybe she thought when she was making the second one, it was around the time of Electra, and she thought she could make it big somewhere, so she wasn't showing her tits yet. Well, I got news for her. <laughs> Game she over. Showing those tits as much as she can. <laughs> Don't fucking break off with Uway. Okay, uh, let's take a break and come back and review Blade. We'll be right back. While the global media is focusing on the aftermath of the global financial crisis, debating on whether global warming is scientifically sound or merely a political stunt, or reporting on citizens around the world toppling cruel dictatorships, I want to know why they're not focusing on the big issues. Is chess a better label than Sun? Did Richard Thompson or Britney Spears do a better version of Whoops, I Did It Again? Is Lou Reed or Van Morrison a grumpier old man? Do you think you two are a crap band? Do these issues matter in your life? They matter in mine. That's why I host Love That Album, a podcast based around music minutiae. Join me, Morris Brzezinski, as every fortnight, myself and a guest host will dissect a favourite album right down to its bare bones and discuss some of the latest music news. You can find the podcast either on the blog site lovethatalbum.blogspot.com or at lovethatalbum.podbean, that's P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com, or just type in Love That Album, or one word, into iTunes. If your heart pumps to the beat of a Keith Moon drum fill, then I'd recommend you see a cardiologist. Failing that, you probably care about music passionately, in which case, join me for Love That Album. And you won't even have to drive your car into a swimming pool.
right, time for Blade. And I'm going to have to pass to Zom again, so my voice will make it the rest of the show. I'm losing it and losing it, baby. <clears throat> so uh, I'll introduce it here again. Um, Blade from 1998. A half vampire, half mortal man becomes a protector of the mortal race while slaying evil vampires. That was easy enough. Yeah. Directed by Stephen Norrington, who honestly I've never heard of before. So, uh, Zom, again, what did yes. you think of Blade? I like this motherfucker. Um, oh, he directed League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, Aliens. What would he do for Aliens? Uh, he's, he's, he, he works on special effects so for stuff. So. That's pretty good. So yeah, Blade. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, Blade. Well, let me tell you something, people. Uh, Blade is a, to me, is sort of a forgotten, uh, I don't know if I want to say a forgotten classic, but I mean, this movie was pretty fucking popular when it came out. And it spawned, I mean, it had a, it was, there was a Blade franchise included, I mean, you know, there was three movies and a TV show. Um, this is based on a Marvel Comics character uh, created, I think, by Marv Wolfman, who uh, which that's a pretty fucking good name, considering that he uh, <laughs> did like Werewolf by Night and uh, you know some of these Marvel uh, horror comics. Um, but yeah, Blade, Blade. Uh, this also has Chris Christopherson in it, and he plays Whistler. Yeah. Uh, he is Blade's uh, mentor. I fucking love fu- Chris Christopherson. Yeah. I mean, Chris Chris is pretty old in this, but uh, he's he's still, you know, he's just got the voice and the, the skinny, ugly body and long, stringy gray hair. He talks, you know, where Blade is a day walker. And, uh, and so this anyway, motherfucker has a, I don't know how much money or and I don't know where it comes from, but <laughs> Whistler. Yeah. Well, they they go rip people's watches off and shit. Okay. <laughs> off of the, the vampires. I gotcha. Uh, now apparently, um, Blade's mother was uh, raped and sucked on by a vampire, thus sprung Blade. Or was she just attacked while pregnant? Something like that. Okay. Uh, he, I think he fucked her in the butt. Oh, that's um, how vampires are made. Yes. So they don't go into that. I was actually curious about that. If, um, if there's been a in this in this particular world, if there, if that has been uh, explored at all, because there's a difference. Because you have, you know, you have the half and half blade. You have half vampire, half human blade, who's has, you know, pretty much all the best parts of both of both races. Then you have vampires that are turned that are looked down on by vampires that are born. Now do vampires just reproduce like people? Cause they do say they age, but not as they don't, they're not immortal in this world like they are in most stories. But well, I think, I think they're immortal as far as um, like the ones, the ones that were, Oh my God! Uh, 
the ones. <laughs> I smell a vampiric scent. <laughs> the ones, Brim, brimstone. The one, no, I think the ones do live <laughs> for a long time. They can be killed. Because he, yeah, well, they can be killed, but uh, Whistler says that when he's explaining it to What's-Her-Face, um, he's saying that Blade still ages like a human, unlike yeah. the other ones that live a lot longer. He said they don't, they don't age as long, but they do age. Right. Well. So, but how, so can, do, do, you never, you don't see it in, in traditional vampire stories. I'm wondering if the vampires, you know, have babies that are automatically vampires. Is that, and that's like a better class to be in vampire world than just turned as a normal human it's it's it is funny that they have like like a class system because it's just like uh, you know uh, human beings that you know they always have to have some somebody to look down on you know okay what were the they're they're like the the uh elite it's okay it's like um um the vampires that are born vampires are like the one percent, yeah. <laughs> and the the half the, or the vampires that are turned into vampires, like Stephen Dorff, are like the teabaggers. They're like the redneck, um, you know, <laughs> radical young vampires or whatever. Um, now Stephen Dorff is in this. Now I did hear. Uh, <coughs> I guess it's one of those deals. If you read the comic, um, you know, if you're a fanboy. That you'd be like, ah, oh, you know, Deacon Frost wasn't like that, and people kind of said that you know they totally miscast and they and they they turned the character into something else. They made him this young upstart. Um, he's basically almost like the same guy he played in the Harvey Keitel movie City of Industry, sort of. Um, but I guess in the comic he was more of a more of a just a different different character altogether um but they use the name and everything's a cool name deacon frost and then you got blade and whistler um but um this also uh stars udo kier as dragon eddie now i guess if his name is dragon eddie uh he must be an italian vampire or something or <laughs> oh, he half was in the uh, first blood rain too ah yes he's in a lot of stuff he junk. played a monk in that one yeah. Um, he is the leader of the old school aristocrat kind of vampires. And um, oh my God, I feel, I feel like I'm getting all my underworld, blade, blood rain, <laughs> and uh, uh, ultraviolet shit confused. But um, so they, they pretty much, um, like Blade tells this chick um, who uh, was a, I don't know if she's like a phlebotomist or whatever. She's a doctor or something. A hematologist. Hematologist. Uh, and um, she gets uh, she gets bit, and Blade decides, you know, hey, he's going to, I guess he's going to kind of try and save her or whatever. But so then through, through her eyes, you see this other world. Like, it's like, if, like, if this was the world that we live in right now, uh, they're basically telling us, you know, there's vampires out there everywhere now. I mean, they're not like like everybody's a vampire. There's like a million of them, but they're like a lot of the key positions in government or, or some of the positions in government or industry or, or um, corporations and stuff like that, policemen, whatever. And then there's a group of, um, of um, like the police and humans that they, they call them their familiars and they're like um, – uh, wannabes, and basically they're kind of like just uh, if there was a war between humans and vampires, these people are humans that are like collaborators. They're not yeah, vampires, but right, they right. 
their their turncoats and they help the vampires and shit like that. Um, so Blade apparently has been fighting this war against the vampires. He's going to kill all you motherfuckers. Uh, he does not <laughs> like fucking vampires, man, because uh, they, um, they killed his mom. mom. Yeah, and um, or did they? What? <laughs> I didn't like that part. Uh, anyway. Um, that was I thought that was kind of unneeded. Yeah, but they, uh, they could have left out that, and it would have been less than two hours and better. It wouldn't better have mattered. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't even have mattered uh, like uh, one bit. Um, because uh, well, whatever. Um, Stephen Dorff <sighs> plays the um, like I said, the kind of uh, upstart young um, uh, vampire, and he's looked down on by the aristocrats because he's was turned. But he has his like contingent of um, Matrix kind of looking, cool dressing <laughs> uh, uh, gang that follow him, including right. this uh, blonde haired chick who has cornrows. <laughs> all white dress. She dresses all in white. She has cornrows, and uh, nothing like a vampire dressing in white. Now they have Tracy Lords in this. Where was she? I didn't even remember. She was remember. the girl at the very beginning that picks the guy up and takes him to the uh, to the party. Oh, locker. oh man. I didn't even but recognize thing, her. Yeah, the thing that got me about that is they even had her like listed pretty high up in the credits at the very beginning. It's like Wesley Snipes, Chris Christopherson, Stephen Dorff, Tracy Lords. And it's like she, was, she wasn't in it that long. I'm pretty sure she died. <laughs> and um, it was pretty cool, though, because... I don't know if that was the Chemical Brothers or not, because, you know, a lot of house music sounds the same, but uh, she picks this dude up and takes it, and she's like, you know, hey, you know, let's go party and everything. She's coming on to him real strong and everything, and uh, she takes him to this uh, kind of warehouse district, and he goes, well, what's this? And this guy that played that that played that guy, I've seen him in a lot of shit. He was like in The Shield and... uh, uh, he's on Sons of Anarchy. Okay. And um, but he um, he doesn't know what's going. on. He just thinks this hot chick's picked him up, and she takes him, and they're going through like this uh, uh, butcher place or whatever where they have the the dead cows hanging up. Uh, yeah. Let me let me tell you out there, uh, nerdy wannabe douchebags with backwards hats. If a hot chick randomly picks you up, there's something going on. Well. <laughs> That's what they always said about if you go to Las Vegas, you know, if a hot chick comes up to you, an incredibly hot chick comes up to you, and everything you say is is interesting and funny, <laughs> you know, if it's it's basically they they tell you, you just remember one thing: you are not irresistible. Uh, <laughs> so they're either going to take you up to your room and rob you, or or you know, charge you for sex and or you know, take you to a warehouse and drench you with blood and yeah. This guy, the guy's name is uh, Kenny Johnson. He's been in a lot of shit. He was in, uh, well, like I said, The Shield and Saving Grace, bunch of TV stuff. Um, so they go through the uh, like freezer with all the um, the the steak and meat and stuff hanging up, and they go to a rave. And now, were there were there human bodies hanging in the back of that refrigerated room? I never noticed. He him. he seemed to freak out a little bit. He's like, "What's that?" And like, there's just, like bags hanging there. Might have been, and um, you know, but it was kind of cool how they set that up and how they did it, and uh, you know, the the uh, the the bloodbath 
Was it the sprinkler system? <laughs> so that was so it's a yeah, waste. It's like, <laughs> where they, they play this, you know, the the house music is just like on an endless loop. They and they're just bouncing around. I wanted to go to that party. Well, know? no, I see. I like that. I like that. Right off the bat, they make the vampires like these unlikable douchey ravers. Yeah. <laughs> so blade when blade wipes them out, you're like, yeah. And the best part is, man, they're they're um they're going to town. They're dancing, you know, just like like I said. Like a rave where they're just playing this music, just endless fucking music, and they just fucking dance and bouncing up and down. And then they do the blood, the blood bath thing where the sprinklers start just spraying blood out. And the guy's like, what the fuck? You know, because he just has like a little drop and then another little drop. And he's like, what is this? Then everybody starts hissing at him. Well, then they start going off on him and attacking him. But it was so cool. And that's the one thing about this movie. Um, First of all, for somebody to play like the character of Blade, uh, the way they present him is perfect because he's just a super cool guy, and he's he's so cool and has so much charisma that even when he just shows up, everybody just stops like, "What the fuck?" You know, because they just show him like uh, like his boots, and then they kind of pan up, and yeah. oh, my, and then everybody's like, "Holy shit." It's the Jaywalker, right? I mean, because you don't know, you know, if you've never heard of Blade or anything. And so that's how they introduce him. And he just fucking goes, fucking. But, but the thing, and, and he just starts fucking going through him, like, like I said, like shit through a fucking goose. And the one part I thought was cool, he has this thing that's like a boomerang. And he's just standing against the wall and he just holds it up. And it's, it's kind of like shaped like an S, but yeah. it's a blade, a blade. And, and he just stands there and he just kind of flicks his wrist. And it, it, he, he gets like a big smile on his face and he just flicks his wrist and it goes like all the way around the room. It beheads like four motherfuckers. Yeah, it comes back and he just like catches it. But just the way they did it, you know. It's like uh, a boomerang sort of, I guess. But I, I wish they would use that more. Maybe they do in the yeah. other movies. I haven't seen the other movies. So. But, what? Uh, I haven't. I own them. I have the. I just bought the, the second one. I bought the four pack. The That, uh, that Blade Trinity was. Uh, Uh-oh. What about the, the fourth one? Huh? Was he even, was he in the fourth one? Uh, the fourth one I think is just probably the pilot for the TV show because oh. he didn't even he, he he was pissed about the third one because you know he's like you know th- the franchise is me I'm Blade and you're bringing in this goddamn Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel and trying to fucking because they were trying to do like a spinoff or trying to create like a you know have them their characters become something more and Wesley Snipes is kind of pissed off about it cuz he felt like they were trying they they kind of cut a lot of his stuff and um then he went to prison uh <laughs> he's still but, there yeah poor res i mean you know that's bullshit I, I you know i don't want to pontificate or make a political statement but like i said before you got these cocksuckers that fucking almost ruined the entire they did ruin the entire world economy and none of them have went to jail and wesley snipes went to jail for not paying his fucking taxes that's bullshit yeah. um and is still in fucking prison you know so uh, power to the people he's coming out soon yeah, I hope next so. year. Next year, I hope he makes another fucking blade because this shit's good. Um, With Michael Jai White. Yeah, no, I want no? Bla- I want Wesley Snipes. <laughs> that other shit. Well, he's he, he, he's getting up there. He's like fifty. Well, I don't give a shit. He's gonna have to be. He's gonna have to become like the Whistler at one point. At some point. Well, look at Stallone. You know, shit. He's still. I mean, exactly. Look at Stallone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but anyway. Um, he um 
like I said, you're kind of seeing the, this world and being introduced to it through the eyes of Karen, who is this chick. Karen, and sweet. and they try and kind of save her, and they're like, okay, well, you know, we'll give you this shit and shoot some uh, garlic shit into you, and maybe you can, uh, so, you know, it'll help you and all this stuff. Well, Blade has some kind of a serum that he has to take to keep him from you know, the bloodlust taking over. I'm really confused about all the serums in this movie. Yeah. There's like four different serums at some point, and I, I didn't know which one did what. Well. There's a blue one, and then there's the red one that he takes, and then she's coming up with something that's supposed to cure him. Yeah. And then, I don't know. <laughs> well, he's becoming resistant to his serum, so they're afraid that he's going to, the, the the animal part's going to take over him. I gotcha. But, um, there's one guy in this. Uh, um, I don't know how you say his name. Uh, Donald Long or Loge or whatever. He's a he's like a sort of a comedian guy. Oh yeah, and Logue, he plays Donald Logue. Yeah, he plays he plays Deacon Frost. Uh, kind of uh, not Toady, but he's not like a second in command or anything. But he's perfect because he's such an obnoxious asshole. <laughs> And and he's like you know um, he worked, he rocks the cornrows at one point too. Oh my god! I know he's such a douche. He was in that but, show Grounded for Life. Yeah, he was. He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, th- there's a, there's like a running joke about him getting his hand cut off, which is <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty pretty good. Because um, he's kind of riding on uh, Deacon Frost coattails. Uh, as being his sort of second in command, toady kind of a guy. Right, right. And um, so, anyway, there's a whole story where um, Deacon Frost is trying to figure out this code thing, and uh, it has something to do with the 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 uh, history of the vampires and this and that, and gaining more power. And he's just trying. He's he's like so up and up and coming and ambitious. And I think that the uh, the uh, more aristocratic uh, vampires are are nervous because they look down on him, but it's but they uh, also see him as kind of a threat. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of that stuff going on. And then you know, Blade's uh, going around killing a lot of people. And Blade has a really cool, of course, a really cool car. And fuck, when he, uh, it's, it's like a, a it's a Dodge Charger. It's yeah, Charger. Beautiful. He started that thing up. It's like they're supposed to be following this one guy and be like, you know, you kind of want to hang back and follow and see where the guy goes. And as soon as the guy starts walking down the street, Blade fucking starts that thing up. Now you would think everybody on the street would look because it's like, <laughs> and he just looks over at that girl. There's several times where Blade, you know, you can just tell that he's just he's just so cool that. Um, like even with that, he just kind of looks over at her and gives her and like smiles when he starts the engine up. Like, yeah, I'm a bad motherfucker, you know. Um, so this movie is kind of it's sort of a, a cross between um, uh, a horror movie, a horror action, horror action, and almost kind of like a sort of a black exploitation sort of movie. Yeah, because I could see you know Wesley Snipes this character he's playing is almost like when uh, Fred the Hammer or Somebody like that would be playing, uh, you know, a guy, a, an action guy in a like a seventies black exploitation movie, and he's just like super cool, and like everybody else is, their coolness, they have no coolness whatsoever, and his, it, he didn't have to be a vampire, he's just so cool. That I'm he curious. Could, I'm curious why Wolfman in the seventies made Blade a, an African American character because you know there weren't obviously there still aren't many African American superheroes. 
Well, so, I think that's why. Well, I mean, it's, it's it's weird that a vampire would be because that's you know when everybody when you hear vampire you think Dracula and Dracula was just like you know old white right. Romanian dude and Blade was about the maybe 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 that's why but Blade's about as far away from the Dracula archetype as you could possibly be. Well, I you know I remember Blade when the character was initially introduced he was not like a I mean he didn't have his own book or anything it was right. he was in Tomb of Dracula. And uh, and they had um, uh, in Tomb of Dracula the um, there was like a small cabal of people that were trying to kill Dracula the whole time, and Blade was one of them. It was Blade and uh, the guy that Ryan Reynolds played in the uh, in the other one. Um, oh my God, what's that cocksucker's name? I don't know. It was uh, Hannibal King, uh, and there um, there was like about four people, and uh, one of them was a descendant of Dracula. But you know, he they they weren't like uh, they were trying to kill Dracula; they were just humans. And um, so Blade wasn't like a huge character like that. And then I think that um, um, I don't know when they actually gave him his own book. I think that might have been after the movie. I don't think he had his own book until until the they they decided hey let's let's uh have an African American superhero. I think it, uh, it must have been actually there there was one Blade comic book. I don't think it was after the movie because I used to get it when I was in high school and this this movie came out when I was in college so um it must have been there was a I think there was a series in 2000 in the 2000s but there must have been one in the early 90s as well. Yeah. Um I um, I can you know well, well okay here's a question for you. This movie's rated R. There's not many comic movies rated R, and they this one's I mean this one is it's gory, and but, I mean there's horrific elements. And there's a lot of profanity. Yeah, that's true. I, I bet you five bucks. It's more the the rated R is more for. Him, Sam, you know, like motherfucker and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, if I think I think you're allowed to be PG thirteen, you're allowed one fuck in a movie. And yeah, this because one, this one it, definitely has several. I mean, this movie doesn't. I mean, uh, you know, uh, the 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 violence is when he kills the vampires. I mean, they basically turn into like charcoal or dust or whatever and just disappear. So I don't I don't know where there's not a ton of blood or anything in it or anything like that. Oh, you know what it is? It's Midnight Suns is what I'm thinking about. It was like a mini series. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember Ghost that. And, yeah, That's when they had they started Marvel started that that line of uh it had like uh The Punisher, uh I think Daredevil maybe. There were there were just like several of them that were like um yeah, Blade and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh Moon Knight. Morbius, so anyway, Morbius was in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you ultimately, you know, Blade, meh, captured, blah 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 blah. Um, but he's inevitably going after Dorf, and then they throw that thing in about his mother. And I didn't, like I said, I I didn't even when I was I hadn't seen this in a while when I was watching it the other day. When that came up, I had forgotten about it. And I was like, "Why well, they didn't really need to do this. And and if they were going to do it, they could have done so much more with it. Yeah. Uh, and they really didn't. You know, they just said, oh, you know. And I, I, I kept expecting it to be like some kind of shapeshifter that wasn't really her. 
or something uh, like that. Yeah. Because other than, I just didn't think that they they did that much with it. If that was, I mean, he wasn't even like. I know. I know. Blade knows. I mean, in his mind, if they become a vampire, they're not. They're not even themselves anymore. They're not that person anymore. Because you know, you always see that in a vampire movie. They're like, kill him, kill him, or a zombie movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're like, yeah, kill him. And, oh, it's my my sister. It's my sister. And they're like, it's not your sister. Your sister's gone. You know. Yeah. Uh, that's the way this was. But you know, he didn't even seem like you know. You would think that would really fucking tear him up. <laughs> so, but maybe he's just too cool to be, you know, emotional. I don't know. <laughs> but um, so anyway, you you have the um, just so it basically it's full of action, and you have several different times where he goes up against, uh, you know, uh, the hordes of uh, Deacon Frost and uh, even the other vampires. And there's like a big ritual, and while Deacon Frost is trying to get this power and shit, uh, almost like Perret. In uh, Blood Rain, uh, except he once he gets his power, he uses it just a little bit more, for a little bit longer. But Blade just has the skills, man. He's he's uh, one one um, quote that I remember um, when I first saw it that I thought was cool, and I think they may have showed it on the trailer or on a commercial on TV. And the the chick looks over at Blade, and she goes, um. You're one of them, and he just looks up and he goes, "I'm something else," you know. And just the way, like, it's like if if you told some chick, "Hey, I'm something else," not you know. I mean, he means something else, like as a different breed or whatever. Yeah. But it's also like you know, I'm the I'm I'm, I'm fucking yeah, he, I am the fucking shit. He gives a he gives a cool a few cool lines like that, like when um he's walking with uh, Karen, is her name, um, yeah. into the club and. uh He's like, there's worse things out tonight than vampires, and she's like, like what? He's like, like me, or yeah, uh, or, uh, yeah, that, that that kind of shit, man. I just like, I get like fucking the goose, the fuck. I'm like, yeah, I mean, just uh, or give my regards to Frost before he sets that dude on fire. That's pretty fucking cool too. <laughs> well, you know, that, that, that's another thing. That guy got just. That's one thing I thought was funny. He just got abused. Oh yeah. Like Blade didn't even kill him that his one fucking, part. His just, face like, against the train and everything. Oh, the face against the train was <laughs> hilarious because then later on he's standing there like, fuck, man, fuck. He fucking did this, you know. Oh, he's a bad motherfucker. And he had that that one hand, he took his glove off and they had like uh, gave him another hand, but it was somebody else's hand mm-hmm. and it had real long fingers and shit. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> um, this is, um, I, I really like Everybody that is over the top is a good over the top. Yeah. And everybody that's brooding is also good too. I, you know, you use, you get used to seeing Snipes be kind of well. You you know you see him in Demolition Man and he's got that swagger and he's very over the top. And this one yeah. he's he's a brooding character, but you can see his charisma like peeking out every once in a right. while, which is really awesome. Like he's got a he just has a swagger about him. Like I really laughed when. The cops shoot him. He's like, "Motherfuckers, are you out of your damn minds?" And when they have to, <laughs> oh, yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> and out your mind. For the most part, he's very quiet. And I, you know, I wish they explained what that plant was that he had alive in his hideout or whatever. Yeah, that sure that would, like, he, orchid-like he thing that or whatever. Cut the roots off of it, and yeah. then he really didn't. Do they didn't really tell what it is. But Stephen Dorff is fucking just chewing up the whole scenery the whole time, and he's he's pretty pretty good too. I liked him a lot. Um, he. uh like he had a good line for fuck's sake these people are food not our allies yeah and uh 
I love the one part where Blade, they, I think they were like torturing him or something. And, and uh, he just started, uh, you know, they were doing all this shit to him. And he just goes, <laughs> and and I think Dwarf or whoever it was goes, what's so funny? And they just show that thing in his ear. Yeah, he said, I'm expecting company. Yeah, and fucking when Christopherson <laughs> shows up, that was fucking awesome. Catch you fuckers at a bad time. The thing against it, whoever did this knew how to, sh- to uh, like, uh, Shoot something like f- that, the, you know, like fanboys would mm-hmm. fucking just go nuts over yeah. that because it's just cool how they did it, you know. And there's some movies like it's like that uh, Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck. It just, you know, they just didn't get it. Yeah. It just didn't have the the coolness, you know. The um, there's a lot of good action set pieces in it. I really like the opening club scene, and you get introduced to pretty much all of. Uh, Snipe's main weapons there at the beginning, which are pretty awesome. The you know his shotgun that fires silver stakes and yeah. his sword, his like katana blade, which is pretty awesome. Um, you get a little you get a little hint of a little secret that blade has later, which is kind of neat. But uh, the um, which is yeah, I like, forgot about that. And then when I was watching it, um, in one part, I was like, okay, I I thought I was seeing something that was a fuck up. I was like, okay, no, how come it's not doing this now? <laughs> and then Dorf just kind of goes click. So, yeah, the uh, he, uh, it kind of reminded me of uh, that, that they did the same kind of thing with Judge Dredd. You know, his gun is the same way. Yeah. Um, the uh, <clears throat> it was it's kind of funny. Oh well, other set pieces. The um, I, I, I like the room with the scrolls hanging from the ceiling that look good. With you know, they're all encased in glass, but people just like run through them like they're nothing yeah and that big fat gross fucking vampire oh yeah. that was gross and he farted too uh it's like <laughs> <laughs> and the um that like matrix type like lobby scene at the near the end too well but, you know um, one part that i thought was kind of i mean i don't know um uh, when he saved her at the beginning because whistler was like killer killer now you know, and if you keep watch her, and if she starts to turn, kill her, or I will. Um, but then they they just like take her home, and they're like, "Okay, go ahead. Here's some mace, and uh, buy a gun." And uh, vampires are everywhere. You know, they just pretty much just <laughs> set her out to, you know, like, "Okay, well, see yeah. you later." And they're probably going to be able to sniff her down too, because yeah, um, she uh, the <laughs> it, it was kind of funny how. Um, there's a armed black man uh, roughing up a cop in the streets of New York, but nobody's given a second look. But as soon as the cop goes running through the crowd, everybody starts screaming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, did you miss what was happening just a minute ago? Hey. <laughs> uh, there's some really annoying Japanese girl hip hop. Yeah. In, a, in one of the club scenes, um, I did like the I like this part when the the two chicks are like, "Man, Frost throws a great party." Yeah, but where is he? And then he's sitting shirtless in his leather pants in this sterile room, watching this fucking like IBM laptop. <laughs> uh, and if I was a dwarf, I probably would have bulked up a little bit more for the movie. Because yeah, he was kind of a little dude. Snipes was fucking jacked in this, and yeah, he was. He has to be up against. He has to be up against Dorf. Now Dorf has a hairy chest going for him, but he's pretty skinny. And he should have <laughs> he should have at least got a little some pecs or something. Like I know he had enough money at this time because he was big in the nineties, so he could have yeah, hired a personal trainer and I wonder whatever happened to him. Does he do anything? He still does stuff. I don't I think he's just kinda 
kind of doing like lesser known independent films, stuff like that. He now. could he play was, a, a fucking, you know, just, I don't know, man. He, he had a certain charisma where he mm-hmm. could really play a dick. He was in, um, he was in that Sofia Coppola movie a couple years ago or about a year ago too. So he's still doing smaller movies. He I think. was in Felon was uh, fat Val. That was a good movie. <laughs> fat Val with this giant goatee in that movie. Yeah. I had um, a goatee like that once. <laughs> But um, and another thing that works for me in this movie is um, I liked. And a lot of people complain about this movie sometimes, but there's a it has a very muted color palette. Um, there's a scene after Whistler tells her um, that you know if you find yourself you know sensitive to sunlight and extremely thirsty, just turn the gun on yourself kind of moment. Yeah. But he's dri- Blade is driving her home in that mo- in that moment, and it's like. The camera is some completely blown out with the early morning sun, and it's om- it almost looks black and white, almost like a Frank Miller drawing it for a moment there. Yeah. I thought that looked really good, but even the city streets, um, there's a lots of blues and grays, and I thought it worked really well for this. Um, it just it looked good. It was a you know there's times it really looked like a comic book, so they did that, and then you know then you have the 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 final funny line that some motherfuckers are always trying to skate uphill or ice skate uphill, yeah. Which was which was good. So, oh yeah, that's at least three f bombs that I have written down here. Motherfuckers are out of your damn minds. Catch you fuckers at a bad time, and some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. That's that's the R rating. Those are like R. <laughs> but uh, they were trying to keep the brother down by keeping it R rating, but they couldn't. That's like a, I don't know if the other ones were R rated or not. I'm not sure. Yeah, you're right. The, that uh, the uh, third or the fourth. Blood Rain, uh, Blood Rain. The fourth Blade movie was, I guess, a pilot or something like a compiled yeah. TV show kind of thing. That's it on didn't that. last very long. I didn't watch it, so that's on that fourth. Uh, yeah, the ooh. second one was rated R too. Guillermo del Toro directed was directed the second one. Yeah, I mean, I, I it's good. It's good. I mean, several of our friends have said that uh, that that's the, that the Blade Two is the best one. Watch that. So watch you gotta that watch today. it, man. It's good. Um, well, we can get onto our ratings here. Oh my God! I never even thought about it. Uh-oh. Jesus. Christ. Um, if I had to rate Blade the movie, I'd give it an eight. I really liked it. I mean, just for what it is, action yeah. movie and Wesley yeah. Snipes, this is him at his coolest. I mean, you know, you watch Demolition Man and uh, and some of that shit, and uh, I don't know. He just He's just cool in this one. And uh, uh, I like the, the, like I said, the four... Um, a superhero movie because I think some people for some reason they don't when they think about um, superhero movies and what was good and what wasn't I, I know a lot of people that that just don't think of this movie I don't know if they don't know that that it was uh, or you know some people don't put it in that genre yeah. because uh, they don't realize that it was a, a a comic character. Yeah, he's not knocking um, down buildings. He's yeah, because it seems yeah. more like a it's in the genre of like you said like. Blood Rain, Third Reich, or Ultraviolet, or Underworld. There seems like there's this uh, niche of vampire shit. Sure. Um, so, and you know, because it is all va- you know vampires. So, um, like I said, I, I think I, I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with giving it an eight. I enjoyed it, and I even you know watching it uh, the other day. I, it's like, and it, it goes pretty quick uh, because it's you know just a lot of action and a lot of Wesley, Wesley, yeah. Wesley. The um, and I, I I'm honestly right there. the The first time I saw it, and this is this is one that got by me because in college, 
I had I had different a different movie going. Uh, you hated life. black people. I hated black people, and and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, but I I don't know why I just. I mean, I liked comic books, and there was no reason for me to miss this. I knew who Blade uh, was. It's just it happened in the middle of college, and I just didn't watch a lot of movies yeah. other than stuff at at home then. Um, but uh, I so I saw this for the first time probably just a couple months ago, and it's one I it's funny I funny I thought I had seen it before and I hadn't. Um, but uh, the uh, the first time I saw it, I would give it an eight. This time, um, I noticed the length more than the first time I saw it. Yeah. Um, it's really it's it's a, just right at two hours, and it's really just it doesn't need to be that long because no, it doesn't. A lot, a lot of the time, superhero movies get that long because you have the origin story to tell. They get rid of his, they get by his origin story in about ten minutes. So most of it is spent with the the dwarf trying to resurrect the vampire god or whatever, and his mom stuff. And like I said, if they cut off the mom stuff, this could have been a lot tighter. Well, you know that that part too was. Um um, like the, I, um, I like expected when they said, you know, about this resurrection, he's going to break this code and, and all this and that, that like this, what would have been cool there is if goddamn, uh, they would have introduced, uh, fucking Dracula from the tomb of Dracula. Right, right. You know, because they keep saying this vampire, you know, the vampire god. Uh, was, Ma- that was Magna a little silly how they or how something. that came about. But. And, and the way, when, yeah, when it when it played out, it was just like, eh, you know, it yeah. just kind of like, like I said, parade, drinking the thing. And getting, <laughs> but uh, getting um, they tried to, in the third one, uh-huh. they kind of tried to go with uh, what I just said. About okay. like uh, you know, okay, Dracula is the most famous vampire of all time. Let's introduce him to the Blade thing, but they did it shitty. They made him like a modern Dracula, and oh. he was uh, this. Uh, I don't know. It just that movie. It didn't <laughs> suck, but it I'll have was. To watch that one too. Yeah, it's worth it's worth watching, but it's just uh, I don't know. But uh, I give this I give this one a, a seven point seven five. Um, it could, like I said, could be trimmed up. I like the gore. I mean, some of the CGI stuff in it, it's dated now. It probably yeah. looked good at the time in the late nineties, but, um, yeah, there was a couple times yeah, with the CGI little, blood, a little dodgy, but you know, it's a, it's, it's a lot of fun and it's got a, it's, it's got a, an edge to it, which is not, ha, blade has an edge to it, which is yeah. not, not, not the, not the norm for comic book movies these days. So. Um, Blade's first solo story came in Marvel's black and white horror comics magazine, Vampire Tales number eight in 1974. And then it says, then, like you said, the next time he appeared or became come to prominence was in 92 in the Midnight Suns. That's what I, I I still, that was back in the time when I was stupid and I was buying, if a comic was bagged, I'd fucking buy two of them and and open only one to read. Yeah. You were like, one of my buddies used to do that. I'm (laughs) like, yeah, I got one that I'm going to read and then the other ones I'm going to save because it'll be worth money. God, I'm stupid. Now a lot of them aren't worth shit. I'll tell you what I did with those comics. They stayed at my parents' house for the last at least 12 years and my mom sent me an email. She's like, I really need to move some of this stuff of yours that I have. And including your comics, I was like, just give them away, just <laughs> just take what? them. So they're gone. All of my comics from when I was a kid are gone because I didn't be beat death for doing that. What's well, wrong with you? Well, they were all shitty. I mean, I I did read stupid comics because I read the one. I always bought the ones that I thought were going to be worth money. I didn't buy the ones that were actually good. So, Dude. yeah, I was dumb. I did have some good <sighs> Amazing Spider-Man stuff though. 
I like you should, you should never get rid of your comics. I Car- still got mine. Carnage and Venom and all that. I had so many long boxes. I just didn't want to have to deal with it. Maximum <laughs> Carnage. All right, uh, let's take a break. So we got a seven point seven five and an eight. So good, good review. That sounds good to me. Yes. Let's take a break and come back and do little Halloween feedback. I don't even know if it's Halloween. Did we get feedback? We got a little bit. Yeah, so okay. uh, we might have to my singing. <laughs> what? We'll be right back. This is a great jump film from the Girls on Film Radio. Are you tired of all those vegetarian or vegan podcasts? We just listened to what the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema had to say about the Girls on Film Radio. A lot of good meat in there. There's a lot of good meat in there uh, that the girls talk about. You guys got a lot of nice meat over there at the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So there you have it. The Meaty Film Discussion by Meaty Women. Listen to Girls on Film Radio. Girlsonfilm.podomatic.com Even if you have uh, your Google image search on safe search strict, that if you click on a picture, uh, you can get a thing that comes up that says your Norton just blocked an attack. <laughs> Whoa. Fucking safe search strict. Apparently, it, it's. Uh, it just blocks against titties, nothing else. Uh, maybe. I thought, it blo- I thought it meant that it was uh, uh, blocking against. Uh, like, I think it's only. I think it's only for like X-rated porn. material. Yeah. Well, shit. I was confused then. I always thought if you did that, then you wouldn't get a, a virus. Well, if anybody's gonna get a virus, it's me. But I use a Mac, so baby, I don't get them. The condom of computers, baby. Bleh. All right. <clears throat> Man, my voice is going quick. Let's flip over to. Feedback. Feedback. We love feedback. And stuff. And stuff. All right. First one. In a time where all of the miners post pictures of themselves taking a dump at work, one man rises above all else take a dump at work while turning overtime, time and a half, and ringing silver and gold. Yes. Oh, Lord, oh, 
That man is a red waffle coming to cinemas in 3D soon. The red waffle. Hey, wow. Oh, uh, so not only are we getting photos of work dumps, now we get a call from the from the shitter. Very nice. Yeah. Thank you, Red Waffle. There ain't nothing wrong with it. <laughs> That's awesome. Nothing. All right. Here we got from uh, Demise. Oh, she actually wrote a little email with it. So I did some top-notch recording this time. Actually... If it is horrid and useless, I completely understand. Love, Demise. All right, here we go. So I'll try to see if there's some in me. Okay, let's see. Song. Song for the boys. Song. Oh, and this is in honor of Crispin Glover, who was in Willard, and I enjoyed you guys' review. I'll have to watch that at the movie when I get my hands on it. And I love The River's Edge. It was just awesome. Yeah. So, this is in honor of the dear boys. One of which had a birthday. Happy birthday, old guy. We're all getting old together. Yay! Sounds like she's writing with an old quill. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The two of us need look. Oh, I did it wrong already. The two of you need look no more. Love, both of you found what you were looking for. You'll never be alone. And in your friend you'll see, you've got a friend in he. Boy, this is way off. <laughs> Love, you're always running here and there. You feel like you are not wanted anywhere. <laughs> you look behind and don't see what's something that you'll find. It's a zom he'll be. It's a place you can go and it doesn't fit the lyrics or anything. <laughs> I used to say there was only one. Now we all listen and know that there's two of them. Which can be scary because they're both very odd, but we love listening to them. Or a bourbon fart. They are friends indeed. They are friends to be. Okay, that's enough of that crap. I love you guys. Thanks for the show. It was awesome. Goodbye. <coughs> very nice. Once I get Did to we the just button, say recently that crap. we like when Demise ah. calls in and sings? What? Did we just say recently that we like when Demise calls in and sings? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Demise. Regardless of what my my co-host might say, <laughs> no, it was it was great. We love Demise. Uh, she's standing in an intersection, writing uh, writing on parchment with a quill. Next voicemail. Maybe. Silver and gold. It's James here from Australia. Bad James, the infidel who hates Prometheus. Man, the heretic. Prometheus? We're we talking about Prometheus. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just thought I'd call in and uh, have a quick chat about uh, Prometheus. Um, 
reading through some of my posts, you would think I was standing on my computer chair just fucking yelling at the screen going, you, you motherfuckers, you don't know what you're talking about. Yes, that's not the case. It's uh, it's just a it's just a fucking movie in the end. You know, I'm not going to get too upset about it. Maybe I did over overanalyze it a bit, but, um, you know, I mean, I can sit and watch Alien and Aliens and overanalyze the fuck out of those movies and they still hold up. You know, there's just... You know, there's bad decisions made in Alien, but um, in the end, I mean, Ripley looks like a bitch because what she actually says is the fucking real deal. That's what needs to be done, but um, they all go against her, and you know, and that's what's so good about that movie. She's she's going by the book, everything by the rules, but Ash is the one who fucks Why around. Why did everybody against her? They were just sense, so stupid. Guess, if you compare him to David, but um, there's just too many. <laughs> Too many bad decisions in, in, in quick succession, which just put me off the entire movie. I mean, watching uh, all the build-up to Prometheus and all the hype and everything, you know, I got caught right up in that because it was just fucking phenomenal. The trailers, I was jizzing all over the place. I was spreading cum all over the fucking screen. It's awesome. I was just jacking off every fucking turn. I'd get every new bit of fucking information and new bit of... You know, footage from the movie. I was just amped, so excited, you know. But then when I was watching it, it was like, <coughs> yeah, that's not what I would have gone with. Uh, anyway, it's going to get better. <coughs> but it didn't get better. And there were too many times I was going, fuck off, man. You wouldn't do that shit. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But, you know, that's that's what we got in the end. And Oh, well. It's it's not the case, though. I'm not, I'm not a big fucking having a cry about it. It's just... I did at the time. I was pretty fucking annoyed. Got right into it with Chris on Are You Serious and talking <laughs> to him about it. And he's he's pro Prometheus and I'm anti pro Prometheus. Guess from some of my posts, I was a bit uh, exuberant. But um, yeah, anyway, thankfully though, Dread came along. And here's another franchise that I'm deeply, deeply in love with and deeply involved with. I still read the comics. And uh, that motherfucker was awesome. Dread delivered on every fucking Wait, level. Wait, I don't I'd think that's come out in Australia phenomenal. yet. Phenomenal. Carl Urban, I really, when they cast him, I was seriously just like, what the fuck? That guy can't be Dread. No way. It doesn't make any fucking sense. But man, his performance as Dread was fucking spot on. And his voice wasn't cheesy. And I was expecting this gravelly Batman fucking voice where you just laugh every time he talks but no man he fucking played dread to perfection and he was badass and that fucking outfits you know like people whinging about the shoulder pads and everything being small and all that and it kind of when i first saw it just thought eh, it's a little bit fucking whatever we'll, we'll have to see the finished article but really i mean in a situation being a motorcycle cop like what he is essentially um you want some riot gear with without these big ass shoulder things that are gonna impede your fucking movement so totally like dread really knocked it out of the park and i was fucking stoked uh, it opens here in two days time on the 25th Wait, of october have you seen so it? i'm actually going to uh go and watch it properly uh watch it in 3d I was naughty and Burp. acquired it by some nefarious means but Uh-oh. um but yeah, I'm gonna get my ass down there. They're gonna get at least two cinema viewings out of me for that one. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, at least we had a win with Dread. Hey, hey guys, 
because Prometheus was fucking shite. Shite. <laughs> Just to kick it off again. <laughs> anyway, uh, fucking love the show. I hope you had a great birthday, uh, Loaf. Uh, yeah. I spent, you know, a good half an hour making that little picture for you, the little Prometheus that was cupcake awesome. picture. So, uh, so you know, I was thinking about you, even though we're being a bit of a cunt. <laughs> but, you know, fuck it is, bitch. Awesome. Yeah, that was a cool. It was a it's it's uh it's a fast bender and he's uh standing in front of the he's standing in front of a birthday cake and he's got a party hat on and it was pretty cool. Yeah. Who was that? <laughs> Bad James. Oh, okay. It was cutting out the whole time. Was it? Yeah. The whole time I could I only heard like the last uh probably 30 seconds. Oh shit. Hmm. I might have been because I had my headphones off. <laughs> <laughs> Looking up porn, getting viruses. Uh, All right. Uh, thank you for that, James. And here's one more. Thanks, James. Inhabitants of silver and gold, this is Judge Dredd. In case you people have forgotten, this podcast operates under the same rules as every other podcast. Prometheus isn't the law. I am the law. <laughs> Prometheus is so bad it's criminal. Guilty of poor scripting. Guilty of the manufacture and distribution of hyperbole known as hype. And as of now, I'm the sentence of death. Any obstructing me carrying out my duty will be treated as an accessory to its crimes. You have been warned. As for you, Prometheus, judgment time. <laughs> That was pretty good. I got douche chills. Oh, what? Cricket yeah, douche good. chills. I wonder if a cricket gets douche chills. Do crickets douche? Or deuce? Douche. Deuce. <laughs> Do they douche? Do crickets douche? <clears throat> I am trying to get the cricket blood out of the blood rain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Thank you for that, Dread. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. God, I can't find. I'm trying to find a local place selling fucking Romero's Day of the Dead, and all I can find is the fucking 2007 one. It it was so shitty. Are you getting in the Halloween spirit? I'm always in the zombie spirit. I like zombie movies because they're post. They're like post-apocalypse. I like those kinds of movies. So post taco lips. (laughs) Maybe you just need some Taco Bell to make yourself feel better. How about I kick right in the taco, Buster? That's it for feedback. Wow. Wow. Feedback. Wow. Okay. We like some feedback. Not too much, you know, so keep it to a minimum. <laughs> <laughs> don't oh, go, don't go overboard. Proper old... planning. Prevent. I'm not mentioning anybody in particular with their feedback this week. I'm not even saying it's about this week, but proper planning prevents poor performance. Oh, that's mean and, and stuff. Um, and I th- it might have been Rob on our message board on our on our Facebook group. If I'm mistaken, I apologize. But um, another kind of request uh, for our movies next week. Um, uh. We're going to do a couple of post seventies black exploitation. Now, the original request was for Action Jackson and Passenger Fifty Seven. But since we did a Wesley Snipes movie this week we decided to change it up and we're going to do Action Jackson 
with uh, with Carl Weathers and fucking teabagger Craig Craig teabagger Nelson <laughs> and Vanity showing her boobies and a little bit of Sharon Stone. And uh, we're going to do what Fred Williamson considers the true sequel to Three the Hard Way. We're doing 1982's One Down, Two to Go. Directed <laughs> and written by Fred Williamson. <laughs> Starring Fred Williamson, Jim I Brown, saw a, Jim uh, Kelly, Richard movie Roundtree. yesterday with uh, a redheaded chick named Audrey Hollander. Mm. And it could have been called Three the Hard Way. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, and Joe Spinell plays a villain called Joe Spangler. <laughs> oh Dr. Mangler and Joe Spangler. <laughs> what a duo. So Action Jackson and one down, two to go for next week. Um thanks yes. for everybody for feeding us back this week. Uh and um you can always send us feedback to two zero six three three nine sixteen hundred or silvagoldpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh find our show on iTunes or silvaandgold.com. And join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash Silva and Gold. Oh, so should be a fun one next week. Hey, uh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's always it's, it's always a good time. It's always a good time. Hopefully my voice will return for next week and I won't sound like fucking uh, a fucking uh, uh, hospital reject. Yeah, we can't take care of you anymore. You're done, man. Just go home and ride it out. Go um, home. That's what would Jesus do? He'd tell you to go home. Yeah. Well, no, he would. He would heal me for free because he's. He'd a eat you because he's a zombie. Zombie Jesus is a socialist. Yeah. All right. Man, Jesus. Well, I don't have anything Dig else. It. Zom, do you? Do I have anything? Anything else to add this week? No, I don't care. Yeah. I'm going to go do some laundry. Do some laundry Watch and the lie new down. Jason Statham movie, Parker, yeah. watch with Parker. Tim and J-Lo. It's going to be a riot. And Nick Nolte. Yeah. And Michael Chiklis. Uh. All right. Until next week, <laughs> this is Loaf. <laughs> Zom. <laughs> 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 <laughs>